the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. For boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is December 1st here to talk about some MLB news and notes and get caught up on the American League. I know uh, Dylan and Mal did the National League, but me and my co-host, Noah Beanick, are going to handle the American League. Noah, what's going on, my man? Nothing too crazy baseball-wise, Munaf, but I think both of you have our hands full with some basketball, and uh, my football passion has been extended based on my team's play so far in the Michigan Wolverines. So uh, how about yourself? Yeah, um, NBA's been uh, keeping me busy, of course, and we're also uh, doing the NFL uh, gambling podcast as well. So both I know, and then I know Malcolm is doing the World Cup, so – Things didn't really slow down for any of us uh, as soon (laughs) as MLB was over. Staying in repetition. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like I mentioned, uh, Mal and Dylan did the National League review of the awards and some offseason moves that have happened uh, so far this offseason in the Major League Baseball. So Noah and I will talk about the American League awards here and then we'll get And hey, we some... specialize on the American League. You're Boston and Astros yeah. fan. I'm a Tigers diehard, but you know, uh yeah, we we separated it pretty well, I think. Yep. Um so let's just get into the awards here, Noah. Uh we'll start from maybe top to bottom or, or we'll just randomly go through it, but uh let's start here with let's start with the uh manager of the year i thought this was going to be uh, an intriguing award for sure and obviously terry francona of the cleveland guardians took home that award um the cleveland guardians i know we were talking about betting on the chicago white Sox to kind of wind down the season thinking they had a chance after all the tony la russa news happened oh i was i was drunk on the socks all year long though so yeah i'll I'll exclude myself from that conversation (laughs) and then the guardians eventually pulled away um um in that division uh they finished up with a record of 92 and 70 i think deservedly so uh terry Francona for what he was able to do with that team um got that award i think this is his Third, third one, right? Yeah, third time in ten seasons. Off the top of the head, baby. Yeah, there you go for <laughs> Terry Francona uh, to win the award. There, uh, any objections on that one, uh, Noah? No, I think the job that he did with the roster and the situation that he was given, and we talked about it a lot at the end of the year. It was kind of just like us eating shit in the final three weeks when Cleveland had wrapped it up, you know, like owning up to, Hey, we bought into the, all the preseason talk of, you know, they're going to trade J Ram. They didn't trade J Ram. They extended them, but still they had an all-star third baseman, Mm -hmm. a good starting pitching staff 
and one of the best bullpens in the majors. And that sounds like a lot, but you're missing eight other position players. And a lot of that, the success that came from the season, I tribute to Francona, the craziest stat. And of course, my team's at the forefront of it, unfortunately. The Tigers hit the least amount of home runs in the season. This is why I know this off the top of my head. I believe <laughs> the Guardians hit 127 and it ranked 29th out of 30 teams. I mean, like the way that the game of baseball is being played nowadays, it's long ball and mm-hmm. pitching for strikeouts. It's yeah. either like you, when you miss, we're murdering that baseball. And when you are hitting your spots, we're swinging and missing. That team was one of the few teams in the majors that completely took it the opposite way. And they were like, we're going to put the ball on play and make you play good defense to beat us because we know we don't have the pop. And I, I attribute that to coaching. I, I would not, uh, I would not, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't pick anybody else for that award. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, I'll be the first one to admit this, and I think this is like the second or third time admitting that I was down on this Cleveland Guardians team coming into the season, right? And for a lot of things that you just mentioned there, right? They didn't have a guys in this lineup that had a lot of pop off of their bat, right? Jose Ramirez finished the season with 29 home runs. The next guy um, for them to hit the most amount of home runs was, uh, was Josh Nyler. He finished the season up with 20, but... They had guys that could hit for average on this team, and I think we saw that throughout the season, right? Stephen Kwan, 298. Andres Jimenez, 297. Ahmad Rosario, 283. Jose Ramirez, 280. So they had guys that could get on base, and then that's how they really manufactured their run. So, you know, Tarek Francona is an old-school guy, and he found ways to get it done. So, um, yeah, give them, give him credit. Gets the job done here. I think the Cleveland Guardians, I think they'll be right back in the fold next year here, Noah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. Cause as we're going to get into this later in the podcast, you know, the white Sox kind of missed out on their window. Big time. So. Um, all right. So let's get over to the next award in this, uh, American league. Uh, let's go over to, let's go over to the rookie of the year. Um, this was not really much of a competition here. It was going to be Jeremy Pena, right? Yeah, we. I mean, look, a lot of us thought, or at least I thought it was going to be Jeremy Pena, but Julio Rodriguez just came out of nowhere when they did call him up to take home the Rookie uh, of the Year honors, uh, the Seattle Mariners outfielder. Uh, he looked amazing, and for him to come out for the Seattle Mariners, hit 28 home runs, um, his B war was 6.0, F war was 5.3, OPS 854, WRC plus. 146 and he had a total of 260 bases he joined mike trout as the only players in the american and national league history with at least 25 home runs 25 stolen bases and at least a 800 ops in their rookie season so yeah, i mean I don't, yeah, I don't i didn't know you were gonna hand that off to me but no, i mean dude like dusty even said it too it's the only dominican that uh came out of the university of maine like Mm. it's a joke one but two it speaks to his dedication to the craft like to go up into an isolated place for college and just Mm -hmm. work on yourself and take the long way because a lot of 
uh, international kids, they go straight into the systems. Yeah. And him want, wanting to get, I, I attribute it also to his dad, um, has a baseball background in his family. And just the, I mean, he speaks really well. So they'll learn the language. Yeah. That's a, a very tough part that a lot of people don't even think about. And to get a degree or work for that degree, I, I attribute that as well. But I mean, this kid had to fill big shoes this year, mm-hmm. like Carlos Correa playing the shortstop position. Uh, I love the interview that, you know, you had to see TBS with Carlos Correa working the desk yeah. with them, uh, interviewing Jeremy Pena during the postseason yeah. as he helps them win the divisional series. Then he's in the ALCS. He interviews them during like game five or no, it was game three. And then he wins the MVP in game four. Then he goes on to win at world series MVP. I mean, he has the same amount of MVPs as uh Korea now. Right. Correct. As far as world series MVPs go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, for, I think for Jeremy Pena that unfortunately he didn't get the, Rookie of the Year honors for the regular season, which I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it's fine too. Because he got awesome. he got a ring and yeah. he got the World Series MVP, and I don't think a lot of rookies are able to say that uh, in their time. But as far as Julio Rodriguez goes, look, he gets the uh, American League MVP. Now this gives a a player for the Seattle Mariners to get excited around uh, for the very foreseeable future. I think they did lock him up to a long term contract. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. It was, it was a 13 year deal. Yeah, so uh, for him to be at the top of the lineup, for the guy that he can hit for average, he can hit for power. You know, if you're a Mariners fan, this is something really to be excited about. I think they were really hoping uh, Jared Kelenic was also going to be that guy for them, uh, Noah. But you probably know more about Jared Kelenic trying to be that guy for this team as well. But as far as Julio Rodriguez, I don't, I don't think it was much of a competition for him. Yeah, I think uh, Kelenic really sums up, you know. Depoto's aggressiveness in the market, whether it comes in free agent wise or whether it comes via trade. I mean, he went balls to the wall on this rebuild and Mm -hmm. you throw darts at the dartboard and some are going to hit for bullseyes and some are going to hit for once. That's, that's the way it goes. And I'm not saying Kalenic is a one pointer on the dartboard. You get three throws just like you get three strikes in baseball. And I mean, j-rod completely took over and like you said he's the pulse of the city like that city i think desperately needed just an icon or a figure Mm -hmm. uh no i mean apologize to blake as i'm going to say this he's a host of the fantasy baseball podcast but no presence in the sports world from that city for quite some time yeah and for julio rodriguez to step up and did do what he did in his first year in the pros. That's unprecedented. And we were talking about this in the discord. It's going to be hard to expect that from expect that kind of year from the next a, like not even AL, but NL rookie of the year as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think for yeah, Seattle, obviously like they, they lost the basketball team a while back to Oklahoma city thunder. And it's really, they have the Seahawks who, you know, coming into the season, people thought weren't going to be very good, but <laughs> they give them some excitement. But I think 
if you're yeah, how about talking that? i got i got gino in the last round of our draft and i stack <laughs> dk and lock it with value there I'm, you go. I'm looking all right with our team <laughs> in our league not too bad there. I mean, nobody expected Geno Smith to be looking this good. Uh, I've got all Seahawks, Lions stack, believe it or not. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, for, for Seattle, I think they're set up very well for the future. Obviously, they also traded for Luis Castillo in their yeah. pitching rotation. And, and you know, more importantly, uh, they have guys and that they have a manager as well that that's very, very competent. I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with yeah. uh, in the AL West as well. So and guys, um, we'll get to the later trades, the ones that happen yeah. in the offseason. We're yeah. not forgetting. We're not forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So that covers manager of the year and rookie of the year. Obviously, uh, let's get over to Cy Young. I don't think this was going to be much of I, a... I will say this. I want to I want to sure. plug in Adley. Um, amazing year from that guy and i've been a huge fan of him since college Mm -hmm. um one of the best catchers in the league in his rookie year and he will be throughout his career catcher is not a very deep position and the year that he had yeah immediately put him in the top five and immediately has me on like has him on my must draft for fantasy list next year Oh yeah, hundred percent things changed for the baltimore Orioles as soon as they call them up no Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that guy, he finished, what, uh, like eighth in war in general in the AL? Like, they were somewhat throwing him into conversation for fun for MVP. Yeah. That's how good of a year he had. So, And he came up in June, like June. It's it's crazy. So I just wanted to give him a little bit of a shout-out. It was J-Rod's award to lose. Mm -hmm. I think he had the like burst on the scene stardom during the home run derby. That's when a lot of people began to really, really indulge in his game, but he continued to elevate his level throughout the second half that, you know, Adley just couldn't catch up to because he didn't play in the first two months. So the cumulative stats, he didn't catch up to J rod. And I completely agree that because he was able to sustain that success throughout the year, Mm -hmm. it was J rod's award. Yeah, Adley Rushman finished up number 11 as far as war in the American League. Okay. Uh, and that was uh, ahead of names like Carlos. Cur- Sorry, yeah, he finished an under Carlos Correa, but he finished above names like Kyle Tucker, Jose Altuve, Jeremy Pena, Alex Bregman. Those were the next four guys. And Which then got- Altuve had a, a there was a crazy stat that Altuve had like a better WRC plus this year than in his MVP year. So that's yeah. Something. Yeah, he did. Um, and also, he finished ahead of uh, Rafael Devers, Corey Seager, just to throw some more names out there. Vladimir the entire Tigers team combined. Yeah, pretty much, because uh, I don't see a Tigers <laughs> name here. At least in the top 50 here, Noah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's get over to Cy Young here. Uh, Noah, I don't think this was much of a, uh, I guess, competition, we can say, with um, Justin Verlander just taking it home the, the year that he had. Yeah. For the Houston Astros, and also the narrative was there for him as it well, was. right? Coming yeah. off the John, uh, Tommy John surgery, finished up the year eighteen and four, one point seven five ERA, pitched one hundred seventy five innings, only allowed thirty four earned runs, one hundred eighty five strikeouts, had a WAR of five point nine. Now that wasn't the highest WAR in, uh, I believe, in the American League, but. Just his pure numbers for him to get 18 wins, which was the most in the American League. And also, um, I'm sorry, uh, also, uh, let's see here, uh, strikeouts I mean, he just finished. 
just speaking to you, I know we didn't write down any of the bets that like we missed or hit with these player props in yeah. general, but just speaking to you, I believe you sprinkled on all three of the nominees for the AL Cy Young at yeah. some point this year. Yeah. Because um, we as a group read J- rode JV at like plus 450 at All-Star break, and it we took did. two weeks for him to become a minus favorite. I want to say I had Dylan Cease. I think you did. Or strikeouts. We did on young. JV. Oh, yeah. You had him for strikeouts. I know you had Alec Manoa as your preseason pick. For, yeah, uh, I did. ALC yeah. Young, but yeah. I know you added JV with me and Mel at mm-hmm. half uh, All-Star break. And I want to say mm-hmm. you sprinkled on C somewhere in between as well. <laughs> yeah, and I think I, I think it was either Sean or Ryan when I did the preseason show with them before the season that one of those guys did take Justin Verlander at 25 to one before the season started. So, um, yeah, I think that was a pretty good, I think this was a, a, it's, I love betting on Cy Young's before the season. I don't know what it is, <laughs> Noah, but it's just a really fun market to attack. Uh, I love in, the in pitcher the market in general. Uh, yeah. I think I did well. I had both saves leaders. Uh, yeah. Like at, at the end of the, at the end of the year. So I had, I think it was Kenley and then uh, whoever else was giving Kenley a run. I had him as well. And I hit like a 20 to one on that. But yeah, I mean, like throughout the year, I feel like that was the market that really I was able to pick up and do really well mm-hmm. at. And that's, yeah. that's for sure. So yeah, hundred percent. Uh, good stuff. Um, anything else for Cy Young? Uh, I, so I mean, in a normal year, I think both these guys end up winning it. Like Dylan Cease. It was crazy that he was even robbed of an all-star game yeah, appearance. That's crazy. Um, he finished with a 220 ERA yeah. and 184 innings. Um, he had nine more innings than Verlander. Verlander was 18 and four mm-hmm. uh, with a 175 ERA. Mm-hmm. Bouncing back from Tommy John, it's hard to beat. Um, yeah. Alec Manoa, who you know you had a future on. I'm now a fan of him because yeah. also in the all-star game really showed his personality as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just gleaming through the televisions in America. Yeah. Um, so all three of those guys were really likable throughout the year. Cause they, I mean, Manoa with the presence on the mound cease with the amazing strikeout numbers in Verlander because of the narrative. It was, it was a really cool AL Cy Young to watch throughout the year. Yeah. And I'm glad that we were on the side that like, it was a legendary seasonal performance that we were able to tail and get correct. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, and then final award in the American League, the MVP. I mean, this was no competition here. I uh, know uh, Aaron Judge runs away with this award uh, in uh, 2024 American League MVP. Finishes the year with 62 home runs, I believe. Yeah, 62 home runs. 131 RBIs. He batted uh, 311 for the New York Yankees. Uh, finished up with a WAR of 10.6. The next closest player in the American League was Andres Jimenez at 7.2. So, and I think we saw this throughout the year too, Noah. Like when Aaron Judge wasn't hitting, this team wasn't doing very well. And he did have no. spells where he was going to go cold, but we couldn't expect a guy like Aaron Judge to go out and hit two for four every single night with two home runs and six RBIs. I mean, that's just really impossible to do. But when he was on, 
Uh, he was, you know, pretty much the offense for the New York Yankees. And look, no way, he ran away with the American League MVP. So I'm not I'm not going to argue it here much. I mean, any argument for Aaron Judge, I don't think there's one to be made. Uh, well, I'll I'll give you props for accepting it. Okay. Uh, that Aaron Judge, <laughs> I, I guess, pulled away in your eyes. My whole thing is like the whole war stat is dumb um, in general. And when you have a dude that's doing it both on the mound and at the plate, and it only counts as a DH and you're not counting his stuff on the mound Mm -hmm. when he had a streak of seven games in a row where the angels lost four or five games and they won a game when he was on the mound. And now I'm referring to, if you live under a rock, Shohei Otani. Yeah. But it was for me like I was preaching Otani. I had a seasonal future on him for AL MVP. I thought it was a slam dunk unless some dude goes out and hits a home run record, which is what Aaron Judge did and what we all didn't expect because he had never stayed healthy for a full 162. Mm-hmm. And he even had somewhat of a little bit of a, a hiccup in the middle of the year when he was out for like two weeks. And we still doubted him, and Malcolm and I placed a Jordan bet at yeah. All-Star break. That one blew up in our face. I was still hesitant to accept it until about three weeks before the season ended when it was like, okay, this guy's actually got a chance to go out and chase Maris's record. Then he then he slumps. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I, I mean, like, I, when is when is Roger Maris's son going to not have to watch Yankees baseball games again? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and he was. It, it was a good year to pick Judge because at at this point, if Judge didn't win it, then Otani's a shoe in each year. So now I get to go in and get plus odds for Otani next year. Because he will win AL MVP, in my opinion, next year. <laughs> yeah, Otani. Look, I think no, it, it probably has to be an automatic bet every single year, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah, like I mean, just for whatever, like what he's able to do, both pitching and hitting. Yeah, uh, it's just amazing to watch uh, what he's able to do. So yeah, I think that um, you know you probably got to put in a automatic bet on Otani every single year. But look, give credit to Aaron Judge for what we he are. was able to do this year. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, no arguments for me, no arguments from anyone on our pod about him. Props, the props to you for accepting it as a Red Sox fan. That's yeah. You know, I mean, it look, was, it was legit. It was legit. It was. Yeah. Look, <laughs> despite him playing in a little was league, he, was he unanimous? Part, Did he get thirty out of thirty? I, I mean. I would imagine he did, right? I, I don't see I that in front of me. Uh, I'll look it up. You can continue on your thought. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it, it was really between him and Otani. And I, yeah, I, I think I, he I don't actually think... got 28 of 30. Okay. Yeah, close <laughs> enough. Close enough. Yeah. 28 to 2. But, um, yeah. Uh, all right, so that pretty much does it for the awards. MVP, Cy Young, Rookie, Manager of the Year. Uh, the Aaron, Hank Aaron Awards went to also Aaron Judge in the American League and then Paul Goldschmidt, the MVP in the National League. Um, and then the Robert, uh, Roberto Clemente Award, uh, Justin Turner uh, uh, for the uh, Los, Angeles Dodge, Los Angeles Dodgers, I'm sorry, and now free agent Justin Turner. But... Uh, before we get into some free agency stuff and some other news and notes in the American League here, uh, Noah, let me tell our listeners about 
our presenting sponsor, WinBet. And if you're thinking of joining WinBet and if you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in the same game parlay? WinBet is your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, Bet 100, to win 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, uh, let's see here, Noah. Where do we want to go with some free agency stuff? Um, I think we'll start with the first one that kind of made uh, headways here. It was the Angels trading for Hunter Renfro uh, from the Milwaukee Brewers and adding another bat in that lineup uh, for the Los Angeles Dodge. Sorry, for the Los Angeles Angels, I'm sorry. Um, and look, Hunter Renfro last year had a really good year for the Milwaukee Brewers, and he's a guy that can get you 25 to 20, 25 to 30 home runs on a given year. Last year, he finished up the season batting 255. Uh, he finished up with 29 home runs, 72 RBIs, had an OPS of, um, I'm sorry, 0807. The previous year, he was with the Red Sox. He finished up that year. With 31 home runs, 96 RBI. So, no, this kind of gives the Angels another bat in their lineup um, right behind, obviously, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. But what did you think about the move here about uh, Hunter Renfro from Milwaukee to the Angels? You said the first one that, I don't know, would you say jumps off the page or caught our attention? I think it was the first trade that happened um, in the offseason was I was okay. trying to say. It, okay. it caught my eye for sure because we're baseball junkies, but maybe for the casual fan, maybe not. There was plenty before. That's all I've got. That's all okay. I'm going to jet rad. Maybe that's all I remember here, but, right now. <laughs> okay. Um, Hunter Renfro, you know, I don't know what Milwaukee's doing. Like they send away their best bopper. Like literally – the dude that hit the most home runs for him last season, I think. Yes. Hunter I Renfro, uh, they they get three pitchers in return for him. Now, I'm not doubting Milwaukee's um, front office in acquiring, <laughs> in acquiring talent because, you know, their pitching staff has been pretty dang good over the past few years. But not a single name jumps off the page, in my opinion. Um, and we talked about this in the Discord. And... This is literally the Angels literally went out and got the right field Mike Trout 0.5. Like he looks <laughs> sort of like Mike Trout. He <laughs> plays great defense like Mike Trout. He hits for power like Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. He has a better arm than Trout in right field, but he hits for less contact. So in that case, I mean, you throw him in the top five of your batting lineup that already kind of 
looks underrated on paper for how bad they played last year. Yeah. Uh, you have Taylor Ward who flew under the radar mm-hmm. batting fourth, your cleanup guy, which is, I think where Renfro is going to go and Ward's probably going to bat five or two now. Um, I, I think it goes, if, if you want to keep Otani at one, you go Otani and I think you go Ward. Then I think you go Trout. Then you go Renfro. And then uh, actually I forgot Fletch. So I would Fletch, go Fletch at the top of the Fletch has No. Well, they went Otani at one. Yeah, that's true. So Otani Fletch, like you can't put Trouty behind Fletch, so you got to go a Tony. No, you can't have Trout after three though. Like, yeah, I mean that's so, a good problem to have. Then it is a saying. great problem to have. I mean, this is Renfro is a great acquisition for yeah. the Angels. Um, the other acquisitions that the Angels made before him actually to make this thing like this lineup even more like kind of. Under the radar. I'm going to keep saying that because I think a lot of people are going to end up jumping back onto the Angels bandwagon once again mm-hmm. come March. Um, so if you want a piece of the Angels, jump in on them around this time because they grabbed Tyler Anderson. Uh, yep. Dodgers, uh, top, like he was a top three, top four pitcher on the Dodgers starting rotation. Um, but on this Angels rotation, he turns into the number two behind Otani. You don't like they didn't even pay him to be the number two. They paid him to be the number three or four. They mm-hmm. gave him three or they gave him 39 for three. Yeah. Uh, 178.2 innings pitched last year with a 278 ERA. He'll be a midweek starter. Uh, excuse, like, excuse me. I excuse my college baseball brain he's going to be a third or fourth starter not a midweek starter <laughs> he's a good lefty to have to take mm-hmm. a shot on because he did perform well but you have to keep in your mind like that's the dodgers pitching staff that molded this dude so you have tyler anderson that you got early in november mm-hmm. then they had a under the radar trade as well with the twins for geo urshela yep he's either going to play third because you can't rely on Anthony Rendon to stay healthy. Yeah. Or he plays short, and you move Velasquez to second, and Fletch goes to the outfield. Or Velasquez goes to the outfield, Fletch stays at second. But either those guys are interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Rendon can stay healthy, you don't have to have a pure contact hitter in your lineup like... Velasquez with not much pop or Fletcher with not much pop. And you have them as a defensive replacement for geo. Yeah. It's, it works out really well if Rendon stays healthy, which I'm not relying on him to, but this trade indicates to me that, you know, the ship has somewhat sailed on Rendon's health. Um, the dude, even when never playing, like if he like enters the season healthy, he's a top 10 third baseman. So, I think this Angels squad looks much better on paper, and if you like them, get on it, get in on them now because they're only going to continue to improve that pitching staff. And it's a brand new front office. They got rid of a lot of those uh, a lot of those uh, guys in the front office. New regime, new thought process. They're building it. They're trying to build the pitching up. Like the pitching's coming, but they're being very aggressive in some of these acquisitions for sure. Yeah, Tyler Anderson last year for the Dodgers led that team in innings pitched. 
Uh, he led that team, um, which says something when they pull their pitchers after five or six innings. Yeah, 178 and two thirds innings pitched last year. Uh, he finished up with an ERA of 2.57. Uh, did Tyler Anderson, and now he heads over to the Angels, who again gives him a solid number two, number three guy, number three guy, like you mentioned there, and. You know, this was something I talked about for the past two off seasons for the Los Angeles Angels that they need to get more pitching into uh, this team. Obviously, you're relying a lot on Otani. You have now Patrick Sandoval. You have Reed Detmers. You have Jose Suarez, and now you add Tyler Anderson into that fold. I, I think that's that, that's pretty formidable for uh, this Angels team. Um, and who knows if they're even able to go out and maybe get another ace right up there with Otani. I think that would really put this Angels team over the top here, uh, Noah. Um, anything else for this Angels team where I know Tyler Anderson and Aaron Renfro? Uh, no, I, I think we covered that Angels team pretty well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think they've made a lot of noise here. They were definitely the most active so far in November. Yeah. Um, maybe not the most exciting, though. Yeah, and I think there's just little pieces of what they just kind of needed to put together for this roster because, again, you don't – you have arguably the two best players – in the entire MLB uh, on your roster with Otani and Mike Trout. And when those guys stay healthy, you need to, you need to take advantage of this. And I, I think that they're starting to make the right moves uh, to improve the pitching uh, and the overall roster for them to compete in that AL West, where you have the defending world series champions. You have the Seattle Mariners who started building their contendership over the past two off seasons. Uh, but yeah, the angels got to do something as well. Um, what else do we have in the American League? The big, I think, the news a couple of days ago as well, Astros signing Jose Abreu, the former AL MVP of the 2020 shortened season. Yeah, don't that- bury this lead. You knew you wanted to start off with this, and you went with Hunter Renfro? Come on. No, I was trying, I was trying to go in order, but obviously it is big news. I knew we were going to talk about it at some point. Jump but, off the page. Come uh, on. This one jumps off the page big time here. I mean, this kind of came out of left field for me. For uh, Caught me off guard, too. Yeah, it really did. I know there were like, and I follow the local guys here as far as, you know, the guys that covered the Astros. And Jose Braves' name was mentioned as a possibility at first base, but I didn't, I didn't really think that it was going to come into fruition for the Astros. But hey, they signed him to a three year, $58.8 million deal uh, to come in and play first base for the Houston Astros. And that just adds another big bat to this already potent offense here, Noah. Yeah, I mean, first base wasn't the need that jumped off the page, in my opinion. Like, for no. you to go out and get Jose Abreu. Yeah, it was outfield. You needed one outfielder. Um, but, I mean, what a what a signing. I mean, my first thought when I saw Jose Abreu come across my screen was White Sox. Um, yeah. Second thought was... Holy shit, he's now an Astro. What's going to happen with Yuli Gurriel? He was your glue guy. I mean, he has a lot of postseason experience as well. He was the Mm -hmm. second best performer throughout the entire postseason for you guys. Yeah. I didn't think you guys needed the first baseman, needed outfield more. I already touched on that. But then I thought about it more. I gave it a little bit of thought. We're talking about it in the Discord. We got Blake in it as well with us. Jose Abreu fits the offensive scheme of the Houston Astros more than maybe any other player on the market this season. 
Dude won a batting title not too long ago. Um, he doesn't strike out. He puts like he plays good enough defense. Mm-hmm. He puts the ball in play. He gets on base and has more pop than Yuli. So mm-hmm. uh, you're you're the Astro guy. Um, I guess it's not like a huge loss now that you have a Brave. But I mean, Yuli is a fun character on the team. What yeah. what happens with Yuli? There's still talks that they want to bring him back in some type of utility role. And whether that's being a bench guy, because I know you and I were kind of going back and forth about his age and stuff like that. And um, <laughs> just joking. In his story, official though. date of birth. Look, he is 38 years old, right? And, and that's I think what the that, birth, birth yeah. certificate says. That was yeah. So, and, and look, last year he did with the, the, the batting title for this Astros team. 319 last year. He finished up the year with 15 home runs. Um, this season, obviously, it was a down year for him. There were stretches where he did really struggle uh, for this Astros team. And I knew that at some point that that he was, after the season, in my mind, and I think a lot of true Astros fans that follow the team, knew that this was probably going to be his last year at first base for the Houston Astros. Now, we'll see if they do bring him back. Uh, I know he still wants to come back to the Astros, whether that's, again, in a utility role or, or, you know, however Dusty Baker sees fit for Yuli. But again, we talked about with this Astros team. Great. You add another uh, offensive guy uh, to the lineup. You get your first baseman uh, in Jose Abreu, but I still think they need an outfielder. Now we don't know if Michael Brantley, uncle Mike is going to be back healthy to come in and play either left or right field for this team. And I do. I know they do want to play Jordan more in the outfield as well. Uh, do the Houston Astros? So I think they still need another left-handed relieving uh, reliever. I think the big question mark now is as the days kind of progress here, it almost seems like that Justin Verlander won't be back with this team here. No, and I know there's some reports out there that it seems like the Dodgers are the front runners right now for Justin Verlander. Maybe his days are over here with the Houston Astros, but um, right now. The excitement is around Jose Abreu, and and if you had a gun to my head, I would probably guess that Justin Verlander is not back with this team. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. Uh, you also mentioned left-handed reliever, um, the one head scratcher. Like I, I can understand you're not paying a forty-year-old right-handed starting pitcher a uh, hundred for three, but yeah. you paid Rafael Montero thirty-four for three. Yeah, what was that? Uh, he was really good for this team in, in the postseason. I think they got him last year, didn't they? Um, he got burned against the Phillies. I think. I think he was one of the few relievers in the bullpen that yeah. gave up a run, an earned run in the postseason. Yeah, and thirty-four the, for three is a lot for for a reliever. Yeah, it is. Um, not even a closer. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't hate it. I, I think that. This team and the owner already came out and said that, hey, we have the resources to pay our players. If we need to go over the spending, we're going to do it. So I, I think money's not an issue with the owner with Jim Crane. right? And the, yeah, and again, this team doesn't have a general manager right now either. They let James Click go. They couldn't come to a long-term agreement. So they're right now functioning without a GM uh, is this Astros team. So again, it'll be interesting to see what more kind of transpired because they did say they're not done getting more free agents for this team. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think starting pitching is good, but like you said, left-handed reliever, outfielder, yeah. preferred right-handed batting outfielder because right now you would have four left-handed batting outfielders. Um, yeah. 
three. It would be three. Kyle Tucker. Chaz is right, right? Yeah, Chaz, yeah, Chaz is, is right. a righty. So it's three, three lefties, and then Chaz, which I don't know if Chet, you want Chaz's long term, um, but you open the door to the Justin Verlander conversation. Elephant in the room, right? Yeah, uh, he's expecting an elite veteran contract. You know, funny and Scherzer money. Exactly. Funny enough, it's like he's expecting something similar to Scherzer. A hundred for three is, I think, what Scherzer got somewhere around in that ballpark. And like I like I said, funny enough, like these two dudes have been like in emasculating, you know, battle over money for quite some time since he was on or they were both on the Tigers pitching staff. Yeah. That's the reason why Scherzer became a national is that, I mean, we didn't want to pay both Both dudes yeah, and we stuck with the hometown guy, even though Max Scherzer might've been a little bit of a more dominant pitcher. Um, Top landing spots for me. You mentioned the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. I I think it's then Houston, but it's also then Texas. He's firmly rooted his family, his new, new grown family, uh, both wife in Kate Upton and daughter and Vivian um, in Texas. So I think he wants Houston or Texas and then LA just for Kate because she liked going out there. Yeah. I I can sneak my Tigers back into this, right? Stop it. (laughs) But uh, another, another major market team could be the Mets. It's just like a team that's willing to burn the load on a, on a veteran pitcher going out, but you're still, he's still coming off a side year. Like you're not going to doubt that he can go out there and do it again. So, I mean, for Tom Brady, I mean, the goat, uh, no, Justin Verlander, uh, you know, it, it's it's. I think it's worthy of him to play the market, but I think he. I, I think I have more faith in him ending up an Astro at the end of this than you do. Yeah, I think he has. Uh, he does have the bargaining chip that hey, I'm coming off of Cy Young, off of Tommy John surgery, but also the age is obviously a concern that you don't want to give him this significant contract. That. I think he's just playing it to see what he's going to get. Sure. And I think, yeah. I think, I think Houston or Detroit gets a little bit of a hometown discount if LA or New York is not willing to pay up. Yeah. Cause he's going to have to get maximum money from LA and or New York or sorry, or New York. Um, because right down here, there's no income tax here in, 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 in Texas, where if you go to California, he's going to have to try to get every, every penny that he can get out of either the Dodgers or, Shall we maybe even say the Angels to add another arm into that rotation? That would be big. Uh, what else you got on your page there, Noah? Anything else that's uh, stuck out to you for us, or as far as free agent moves so far? Yeah, I mean, I got uh, two more teams that I guess could we could touch on. Do you want to yeah. go with uh, perennial letdown or like new and electric? What, which way do you want to go? Uh, let's <laughs> end the show positive. So we'll see. We'll 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 go with the letdown right now. All right, the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The the regular season world champions. Oh wait, they didn't even they weren't the <laughs> one seed in the AL either. Um so congrats Malcolm on that World Series bet. Anyways, Anthony Rizzo. Uh he re-signed and dude, he's a perfect match for mm-hmm. the Yankees. Yeah. Great defensive first baseman, mm-hmm. short porch god. And like let's not forget like this guy was somewhat sort of the home run leader for 
a quarter of the season. Like, dude just hit fly balls that scraped the wall and right during April and May. And it was really, I, 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 I remember tweeting out like on the MLB SGPN Twitter handle, air, like, Anthony Rizzo for MVP and like you had the little emoji, like the Italian thing going on with the whole uh, New York mantra, but guy finished with 32 home runs. He hit for average. He hit for on base percentage. He was the best OBP hitter on that team that played throughout the year. And it's only going to rise because the shift is being banned. This is a, a pretty much pole hitter. Yeah. And like, he adjusted his swing so he didn't ground into the, you know, the shortstop playing deep second base play. But I mean, whether you agree with the play, like agree with the outlaw or not, like Rizzo may turn into one of my favorite players to watch because the dude doesn't strike out. And with his average, he's going to rise it. He's going to be a four tool guy hitting for contact and power, feeling all right. And an all right arm at first thrown at the third. We've seen the defensive plays before a four tool guy in his mid thirties. And yeah. the, the Yankees have him locked up for three or four more years. I think so. Yeah, I think it was a, I, I think it was a great move. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a great move from the Yankees. Yeah. Look, I think, yeah, you're right. It's a perfect fit for, um, Anthony Rizzo on this team, right? It gives you a guy, like you said, left-handed pitcher, sorry, about batter, uh, he could hit the home runs when it once the weather does warm up there in New York, um, and you know he's a, he's a winner, right? And he was on that team that won that that Cubs uh, World Series after you know so many years. Uh, yeah, he fits this team very well. I think that's a great start to their off season here for the uh, New York Yankees. But again, I think there's you know more. Obviously, the big elephant in the room is about Aaron Judge. Uh, for this uh, team as well. So uh, we'll see kind of how things kind of transpire for this New York Yankees team. And I think they probably still have some more question marks at the shortstop position as well. Yeah, and I think this is your ideal future is you go with, you have to re-sign Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I think you re-sign Andrew Benintendi too. Yeah. Uh, for the short time that he was with the team, he like they played well. Yeah. Uh, he hit for great average, yeah. actually best average on the team if you count his KC days. And then you you start Oswald Peraza at second base. You DH Glaber. You have John Carlo like either playing a solid left field or you have John Carlo DH and then um Glaber's playing third over Donaldson. And then you go out and get a shortstop, or you keep IKF for a little bit, and then you, at the trade block, you get your shortstop. Yeah, they, didn't they re-sign IKF to a one-year deal? One-year deal. One yeah. year for like six, I think. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember. But uh, one more team. Yeah, go ahead. That was notable. The new and electric, and kind of fun to watch, but they only scored – zero runs in their home ballpark in the playoffs. Uh, the Seattle Mariners, they go out and make an interesting move. They they get the dude that put up seven RBIs against them in the divisional series, in the wild card series. Yeah. They're like, hey, you burned us, come over here. Let's add a seventh outfielder to the team, right? So, <laughs> I mean, they traded away Eric Swanson, a dude in the bullpen, uh, Eric Swanson. He's like a setup guy. 
he's going to be one of the better arms in that Blue Jays bullpen. And then a, a prospect in Adam Nako. Uh, the trade, I think, is a win-win for both teams. Toronto clears a hefty one-year contract that they thought they couldn't resign, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Resign, I guess. Yeah. Um, they received a leverage bullpen arm that they desperately needed. And the Mariners, they grab a better Mitch Haniger to replace Mitch Haniger in, the out, in a corner outfield spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle, they're birthing pitchers like Nick Cannon is birthing kids. The only, <laughs> <laughs> the only need that I think the M's need is a shortstop. You move JP to second and go get a shortstop. There's four of them on the market there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the better fits for them is Dansby Swanson. Yeah. Um, I, I think the only negative for Seattle this off season, like they've been active. Uh, they went out and they, they traded Kyle Lewis for a fucking catcher cooper hummel from the diamondbacks yeah first off uh why lewis like his ceiling is pretty high in my opinion like he had one bad year and he's coming off of injury so i i would personally give it cut him a little bit of slack he was the rookie of the year uh they should have traded winker in some cash for whoever they needed (laughs) winkers winkers kind of just you know dead weight sitting over there like acquired him and uh what was what was the trade they acquired him in the offseason for i can't remember off the winker of yeah it was they got somebody else with winker i thought uh but uh, uh suarez either, wasn't it yes yeah, yeah they, they got suarez and winker yeah. from cincinnati and then they mm-hmm. went over and Fleece Cincinnati some more because they knew they got away with it the first time and they went out and got Luis Castillo yeah. uh, at the trade deadline. But, you know, back to that the catcher acquisition with Cooper Hummel. Mm-hmm. What happened to the legend of Big Dumper? <laughs> like, he was literally like the best bat you had on your team for the postseason. And now yeah. this trade made no sense. Finishing up with Toronto, the Blue Jays, uh, they need pitching still. They added that setup man and Eric Swanson and a pitching prospect. But I still think they needed a lefty reliever mm-hmm. and a starting pitcher nay that like is better than you say Kikuchi. I think that's that's oh, all you yeah. need. That's all you need. Because Jose Barrios should be the guy. Kevin Gosman should be the guy. Like and then you have Stripling and you have three or four good starters there. And Alec Manoa is your ace. Yeah. You have Manoa and then three or four guys that can get you dubs. Mm-hmm. Just get one starter that's better than Kikuchi. I thought um, Stripling was probably their second best pitcher all year. I, I agree, but I think he was better in the bullpen as kind of like a yeah. leverage guy. Personally, yeah. mm-hmm. Johnny came on and said, no, like he's our second best starting pitcher. But well, uh, I mean, like, at the, I mean, stats wise and what we were like, like the eye test and just him winning games. And yeah, he was the second best pitcher behind Manoa, which kind of tells you that Kevin Gossman and, and Jose Barrios really needed to <laughs> step it up or, or be better in this, uh, you know, going into next year, because I think Jose Barrios finished up with an ERA above five. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I'm gonna rattle off quickly here some free agents that are still available in uh, the American League, and you just you just one word tell me Dodgers, the team that Dodgers, you ended Dodgers. up with. <laughs> oh, sorry. 
All right. Uh, so I think I, I only have three names because everybody else. Well, I'll, here I'll start with it. Justin Verlander. Dodgers. <laughs> no, I'm I'm saying Astros. I I think I'm more comfortable in saying that he stays home. Okay. Alexander Bogarts. What's your comfortability level with like where Boston is? I'm not very confident right now. Xander ends up. I know I said Swanson's a perfect fit. Xander ends up in Seattle. Mm, okay. Carlos Correa. Yankees. Ooh, okay. Uh, Aaron Judge. Yankees. Okay. That's all I had. I had about four to five names there. That's all you had? At least in the American League, that's all we had. DeGrom. <laughs> yeah, I know he's not American oh. League, but we could cheat. Where Where <laughs> did Tampa – well, it was connected to the Tampa Bay Rays. Where did that come from? As if Tampa know. Bay needs more pitching, they need hitting. Yeah, that's that's facts. What are they doing? They traded G Man Choi to the Pirates. I, that's I their best know. bat. They're like best pop. Uh, not their best bat, but best pop. G Man Choi. What are the Pirates doing? We don't need it. <laughs> we just got rid of Vogelbach. That's why they brought him in as a replacement, Noah. He's gonna go out and hit 30 bombs for you guys next year. <laughs> all right do you have anything else for the american league or anything else you want to mention um before we get out of here uh let's see i i think i'm i think i'm done right. <laughs> i enjoyed this though i really G-Man did Choi really got your uh got has no why what right are we now. doing like we had <laughs> we had G, uh, Hoji Min or whatever his name was. Uh, no, it was Yoshi Satsuka. Yeah, yeah. Like, keep him for a dollar. Like, that's all you needed to pay him. <laughs> Instead, they DFA him and then they bring in the more expensive dude. Oh my oh. god. Oh, I, I don't know what to it's tell you frustrating with my two teams because, like, one, the Tigers want to win, but they can't next year. They got too many starters that are still going to be out through the year with arm injuries, mm-hmm. and the Pirates, like they looked like they had good management and they're going nowhere with some of these moves. It's like bargain deal moves that they hope to flip at the trade done. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Go ahead and wrap it up. Before. Okay, three more, three more names quickly before we get Let's out of here. Let's do this. I'm three excited. more names. JD Martinez. Oh, I love JD. And if you don't think that Boston's going to be able to retain these guys, JD, okay. What if JD goes. Back to Houston. I was just going to mention that. What if he goes back to Houston, just have him play DH? You have a Brayu at first. Jordan's going to play left. Hopefully, Michael Brantley. Are we on to something with that? Are we there? I think the key is going to be if they get Michael Brantley back on a cheap contract, then he's able to play right field for you. I I think you bring in JD. If the owner is the sitting general manager and he doesn't give a shit what kind of money he pays, if he's going to sit in there and be. What's his name from the Mets for two months during the free agent frenzy? The I owner? mean, for the what? You talking about the owner for the Mets? Yeah, yeah. Stephen Cohn. Yeah, if he's going to be Daddy Cohn, yeah. Daddy Big Bucks, like, yeah. go out and get JD. We know it ended rough the first time because yeah. JD didn't fit their hitting philosophy the first time. Yeah, but he's adjusted. Like, yeah, he's got the Miguel Cabrera approach, right center all day long. Two uh, more names. Yeah, two more. Andrew Benatendi, Yankees. I I, th- I said that earlier. And I, then 
I, I think the he, Yankees do well in free agency. I really do. I hate to say that, but I, I think they're all overreacting. I feel like you're gonna say Yankees to this last guy. Well, he was a National League player, but Trey Turner. No, I I, I said Correa to Yankees. Oh yeah, Correa. Trey Turner. I heard this team linked to him. I heard this team linked to um to Bogarts, but Phillies. I yeah, I, I I think Phillies make the most sense. He's kind of expensive, but do the does Dombrowski care? I don't think so. I, I think, think the they, Phillies they need a leadoff guy that can hit for average. I mean they he's had Schwarber leading off. It, he's got to ba- buy back into the contact. He sold out for power. Yeah. He's got to he's got to buy back into just get on base for the boppers behind you for Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, cuz yeah, Schwarber eventually when they do get Bryce Hyper back whether that's after All-Star break cuz I know we had the Tommy John surgery as well. He'll be but. back earlier than All-Star break if it's Tommy John. They don't know if it's Tommy John actually. Yeah. Right. All right. That was my last couple ones. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode <laughs> of the MLB gambling podcast. We'll be uh, back throughout the off season. Hopefully we're going to get on a, a twice a week schedule here uh, in some form or fashion, just talking about baseball, just kind of kicking the rubber and see what kind of more transpires as we get into the winter meetings uh, for the MLB. And before we know it, we'll start doing, division previews and and you know mlb draft stuff and world baseball classic there you of go of course um i just saw another where uh, nasty American? nate nasty, nasty nate's gonna be pitching for the u.s okay yeah i just saw that uh, i think this week so they, they keep getting better the roast has got a good squad <laughs> yeah we do we, uh, we have to get dave uh consig to hook us up with d-row please uh, i'll have to shoot him a text and see what d-row's my guy but I hit on a USA soccer parlay. There you go. I'm a, I'm yeah, a better soccer gambler it. than Malcolm. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tell Malcolm to get you on the World uh, World Cup gambling podcast. That would be a hilarious segment. <laughs> All right, uh, make sure to follow our Twitter account. Did you at see my MLB. tweet when I hit that? Which one? Uh, I, I said I CP7. It. it stood for Christian. Oh yeah, Pelusic. I saw you put seven. CP, I was like, CP7. I was like, he's not wearing seven. I was Shit. Like, <laughs> Uh, make sure to follow our Twitter account at MLBSGPN. Uh, make sure to follow Noah on Twitter at 77NB. Am I correct? Yeah. Yep. Um, and follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. All right. Yeah, we'll be back. For the, for the heck of it, we're giving yeah. out college basketball and NBA winners on Twitter right now. Yeah. So make so sure to I follow. Want- Make sure to follow the NBA Gambling Podcast account and the uh, the podcast feed. And again, make sure check out the college experience. It's championship week uh, for college football. And then also college basketball is in full swing. The so guys are absolutely crushing it over there. So make sure to check them out. Uh, putting out so much content is the college experience. All right. We'll be back uh, in some form or fashion next week to talk some more baseball. Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride.